0: Because he lives. Because he lives. I can see tomorrow because he lives. Amen. Amen. I'm excited. Anybody here excited about what Jesus is doing in their life? Anybody here excited? Amen. 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 I'ma uh, try to keep this brief. I just I just woke up really knowing that God was gonna do something amazing this morning. Uh, anybody that, that knows me knows that I'm, I strongly believe in the power of prayer. Uh, something's going to happen. Just, just expect something to happen. Just know that something's going to happen. Uh, after the message, uh, just pull up and we're going uh, to pray. We've had corporate prayer. Uh, But we're going to pray again. We're going to pray individually. We're going to pray with you. I'm going to pray with you. The ministers are going to pray with you. And when they're praying, just know that something's happening. God is moving in a way that he's never moved in your life before. From the youngest baby to the oldest person here, God is a deliverer. And he is going to make something big happen today. Amen. 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 Now, I wanted to have some printouts for y'all. But uh, that didn't happen, so. Uh, I wanted to have some, some notes for y'all, uh, but for those that take notes. Now, uh, the, the message today is kind of inspired by my week and what's been going on. Uh, I've had two guys come in that wanted to work with me. Uh, one is actually a, a, a national celebrity, uh, and the other one is just a normal guy that works a job. He sells uh, ice cream. Uh, and they both wanted to come in and do some work. One is wanted to do uh, a radio DJ, and the national comedian wanted me to do some film work for him. And uh, how many I know? Just cause you you might have money or success, don't mean that you happen. <laughs> <laughs> both of these guys are are, are are going through divorces and at some very very low points in their life. And uh, I don't believe anything happens by accident. I don't. I think they may have come in expecting to just get. Uh, a job or get some work done, Uh, but I know that God sent them there for a reason. Uh, And while they're in my office and we were talking, this was two different times during the week, uh, they really poured their heart out to me, Uh, and I got a chance to really give them some strong words of encouragement and let them know that because he lives, that they be able to see tomorrow. Now the message today uh, is called the 10 Reasons That You Are Somebody. Uh, inspired by them inspired by them I I dedicate this to them and I'm going to call them probably after the service or during the week I invited one of them uh, uh, to let them know sometimes we need those positive words of affirmation amen sometimes a preacher told me that for every one negative thing you hear you need to hear seven times uh, a positive word of affirmation that means that if somebody says that you're ugly you need to hear seven times that you're beautiful to wash out that one time so this is, this is the ten reasons that uh, you are somebody. Amen? Uh, the first reason is because God made you. Amen? That's a good enough reason. We can stop at one because God made you. Right, we're going to learn a little bit about God today. Uh, the, uh, to know the creation, sometimes you have to know the creator. Amen? Uh, Psalms and I'm going to read off some Psalms to you We're not going to pull up I have several scriptures here We're not going to pull them all up Maybe about two or three uh, But Psalm 77:14 says You are the God who works wonders right. So he is a wonder working God yes. Amen yes. Psalm 68:20, Our God is a God of salvation yes. Which means he's a God that saves yes. Psalm 95, 3 For the Lord is a great God A great king above all God. gods Amen. Uh-huh. Psalm seventy-eight thirty-five. They remembered that God was their rock, the most high God, their redeemer. Yes. So what have we found out this morning? That God is a wonder-working God. Yes. Amen. Yes. That God is a God of salvation. Yes. Yes. Means he saves. Yes. Realize that he is a great God, a great king above all gods. Yes. Uh, and that he is a rock and a redeemer. Yes. Now let me ask you something. With a God that is a... a wonder working God all right. a God that is a God that saves a God that is a God above all gods would he waste his time making jump would he right. 10 reasons that you are somebody the first is God made you a wonderworking God a miracle working God a miraculous God wouldn't waste his time making jump so if this is the same God that made us guess what we are somebody amen And the purpose of this message is just to let you know that sometimes uh, uh, when we get down and out, sometimes when we doubt ourselves, that we can be affirmed that uh, we are God's creation. We don't have to do that. Amen. Amen. And everybody does it. It doesn't matter how young you all you have. uh, I I see uh, where they have kids 10, 11 years old going to psychiatrists. What you got on your mind at 10 and 11 years old to go to a psychiatrist? I have a friend that has adopted three little girls and they make them go to psychiatrists because they're adopted. I had a friend call me from New Orleans last night. she is 30, 34 and she goes to a psychiatrist. Uh, so it doesn't matter how young how old you are, depression can come. Uh, worry and stress can come and sometimes we need somebody to tell us we are somebody. Amen. Amen. God the Bible tells that we are beautifully and wonderfully made. So this is this is the word of God. We are beautifully and wonderfully made. We are made in His image. So we realize what is His image. He is a wonderworking God, right? He is a a God that saves. He is a mighty King. He is the Most High. He is a rock, and we are made like this. Amen. That's a, that's a reason to clap right there. Clap for yourselves. Realize that you are uh, made in the image and the likeness of God. Amen. Uh, Before. And then two. Well, before I tell you two, I must tell you a, a story. So one, uh, the ten reasons you're all somebody, and we may not make it through all ten. May have to uh, abridge some uh, and catch it next time. Uh, but one is God made us. So God made you. First reason that you're all somebody. All right. Uh, now I have a friend, a really, really, really close friend. I mean, this guy is very, very close to my heart. Uh, I met him. He walked in one Christmas. I was working in Virginia uh, at his place called Sam Ash. It's this mega, mega music store. Guitars, drums on the wall. I think I spent half of my day playing on the stuff, <laughs> the other half of the day working. Uh, uh, so I was excited when people used to come in and gave me a reason to play on the play on all the equipment and play on the drums and stuff like that. Well, this guy, I'll just tell you his first name, his name is Jermaine. Jermaine came in uh, and his, to buy his son, uh, some little recording equipment. Let me tell you how this moment in time changed Jermaine's life. Completely changed Jermaine's life. He came in uh, with his son to buy his son a little recording uh, device, a little tape deck. Now Jermaine initially came in to buy from this guy named Nathaniel Phillips, Nate Phillips. Uh, but Nate was one of those salesy sales guys. He'll sell ice water to an Eskimo. He didn't care if you needed it or not. We worked on commission, so he's going. He's one of them type guys. He, you know, one kind of used car salesman guy, he'll say, you know when it's going to break down, he's just trying to get the money. That's what kind of guy Nate was. So Jermaine walks in, and Nate just sells him some stuff. Not what he needed at all, but Nate just sold it to him. Now, uh, if you know anything about sales, you service your customers, but you don't service anybody else's customers. Uh, so Jermaine came in, and Nate wasn't there. And I was there. But I helped him. Uh, most Everybody else had told him, look, man, Nate did not hear. You're going to have to wait tonight." But I helped him. I sat down and talked to him and found out that that wasn't what he needed. So he returned it, and I helped him get actually what he needed. So I actually made a sale just by being helpful. Uh, amen. Uh, so later he needed somebody to come and teach him how to use it. So I charged him 175 bucks. I went to his house, and I spent about three or four hours teaching him how to use it. From that, we became very, very close friends, and he eventually confided in me. Uh, I asked him, you know, about church. And he told me, man, I really don't go to church, man. That's not really my thing. So, you know, we were friends for about three, four, five more weeks. And I said, Jermaine, you know, come to church with me, you know. He said, man, I really don't go to church. So I was uh, come into his house. We were standing out on the front porch one day. And I was like, man, why don't you come to church? Jermaine says, because I've murdered some people. Amen. Because I've murdered some people. Jermaine had did five days in jail, or five years in jail, um, for attempted murder, and he has murdered several people. Uh, they couldn't pin the murders on him, but they was able to get him with like an attempted or assisted murder or something. He's able to get him five years. Actually, the guy that was uh, testifying against Jermaine was afraid for his life, so he didn't testify. Jermaine was found out. Jermaine in his heyday was a pretty bad boy, and he told me this story about how he had murdered, this is real life, people. He had told me the story how he had murdered, he was shooting at some other guy, uh, and a lady and some kids got in the way, and he had had killed them. And uh, it was in the news the next day, and this was the clincher for me. It was in the news the next day that uh, what had happened, and somebody came up and was talking to Jermaine, like, man, did you see the paper? You know, woman and kid got killed in a crossfire, some gang violence. Jermaine's response to them was, what they got to do with me? It's heartbreaking hearing this story. Um, and you can imagine just, I felt kind of like y'all felt now, standing there listening to this and found out uh, what had happened. So uh, Jermaine felt like God didn't want him, that God would never want a murderer. No, God would never want someone that did. So such atrocious things atrocious things that he had done. So I began to talk to Jermaine. Now this was a year year process, years process and I said Jermaine do you think God wants an adulterer? Uh, Well there's a guy that God calls the faithful name was Abraham God promised Abraham that he'd have a child with his wife Sarah but Sarah was a little old so uh, Sarah convinced him to basically commit adultery with a handmaiden to get the baby. And I say, God forgave him, and he said he'd bless him with many nations. And I said there's another guy that was a murderer. He killed an Egyptian and then fled. It's a guy named Moses. Uh, And I told him, there's another guy uh, who was a murderer and an adulterer who God called his friend, a guy named David. He made him king and blessed him. I said, Jermaine... The wonderful thing about an Almighty God is, uh, like that song says, He looks past uh, your faults and sees your knees. And it took about three or four years of talking and praying with Jermaine. Uh, but now he and his family uh, attend the church in Richmond, Virginia. And it, and it is amazing. Uh, so, the second reason that you are somebody is simply this is because you are blameless. Doesn't matter what you've done in your past, doesn't matter. Uh, what uh, sins or atrocities? If we all look, we all have blood on our hands. Uh, whether we've murdered somebody or not, the Bible says that we've sinned against God. We've sinned against, you know, we've sinned against heaven. So, Second um, Samuel to back that up. Second Samuel twenty-two thirty-three. This is God. The uh, this God is my strong refuge and has made my way blameless. Uh, Acts 10 15 and the voice came to him again in a second time what God has made you clean do not call common and this is when he was talking about going out and preaching it to the Gentiles Uh, and Acts 15 actually you can pull this one up Acts 15 for those of you with your Bibles Acts 15 uh, 7 through 9 Acts 15 7 through 9 for those that have their Bibles I'm just being tech savvy I'm just got the Bible on my phone and preaching from the laptop this morning, we're bringing God into the 21st century, amen. Matter of fact, when somebody gets it, Acts 15, 7, 9, let me get you to stand up and read it for me, so when you have it, say amen, and let me get someone to stand up and read it. Acts 15, 7 through 9. Go so, ahead. Yeah. The clincher there is purifying our hearts by what? Purifying their hearts by what? Amen. Faith. Amen. This might not be a, that shouting message this morning, but it is definitely, I think, a, a well-needed message. We're going to be blessed uh, tremendously uh, this morning uh, by understanding that God loves us. The ten reasons that we are somebody. So what's number one? Anybody remember? Who's with me? God made us. There we go. There we go, Michelle. There we go, Reverend. All right. Number two, because, blame, because we are blameless. Now, are we blameless because we never made a sin? Why are we blameless? Amen. I, hey, I think that baby's making you smarter. You're rocking it. <laughs> uh, that's what's up. Hey, Amen. Not because we are blameless on our own, but because he makes us without spot or wrinkle. Amen. He looks past what we've done. He looked past the, uh, the murder Jermaine the had committed and the same murder that David had committed. Some people say, I know you're not ministering to a murderer, but God, she's all sin the same. So whether you're a murderer, a fornicator, a, a liar, whether you've stolen something when you was five years old, God doesn't look at sin. We try to use sin as a measuring stick. Yeah. Yeah. My sin isn't big as your sin. I just lied to my boss saying I was sick. That's why I ain't coming to work. But you you stole something out of the store. What God say with me, if you ain't doing it my way, it's all evil. It's all, all the same. God doesn't measure sin. It's just sin. Why would God measure sin? Why would you, if he says not to do it, don't do it. Amen. We try to measure sin to make ourselves feel better than somebody else. Amen. That's the truth. You can get quiet if you want. some the truth. That's right. All sin is the same. He sees what David did and what uh, Moses did and what we do all the same. And he forgives us for it and allows us to repent and we are blameless. Reason number three, uh, ten reasons, and I'm going to quiz you, ten reasons that you are somebody. I heard this comedian uh, talk about how uh, him uh, and his brother used to fight over the last piece of chicken. <laughs> him uh, and his brother, you know, come dinner, it was the last piece of chicken on the table. It, it was like World War Three. So they used to fight over the last piece of chicken. That chicken had amazing value to them because they would fight. I mean, it was tooth and nail over the last piece of chicken. And I can relate to that. Me and my brother, we used to fight popsicles. We didn't even need to really have a reason. Uh, it could be popsicles. It could be uh, who got to stay and watch, you know, our little sisters. Uh, you know, that time had value. So, the third reason why you are somebody is simply this because you have value. You have value. Amen. Right. Ephesians 2 and 8, for by grace you have been saved through faith. Luke 1 6 to 8, 71, blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. Uh, And has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. He has saved us. As he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from of old, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us. John 3.17, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. So we have multiple scriptures saying that God has saved us. Let me ask you this. Do you ever like finish a banana and uh, instead of throwing it away, you decide to save it for a later time? No? How about you if you ever uh, finished eating some chicken and had a bones there and you decide, instead of throwing them away, uh, giving them to the dog, you decide to put them in a bag and save them for later? Anybody ever do that? No? The reason is because that banana peel and that bone has no value. Why would you save something? You toss that stuff aside. We have dumpsters here in the city, uh, uh, garbage places full of trash. Things that people feel have no value. But if you had a diamond ring or a wallet or some shoes worth a lot of money, you'd be trying to polish them up and keep them nice, right? And the reason is because they have value. Uh, Ephesians tells us, "For uh, by grace you have been saved. Uh, So God has saved us because we have value. John 3.17 says that he sent his son not to condemn the world, uh, but in order that the world might be saved Anytime you would Who in here would give up their child To save somebody else For you to do that That person would have to have Unbelievable amount of right. Value Amen So the ten things Ten reasons that you all somebody One What's one What's two blameless. And three Because we have Value uh, Four uh, because God loves you. Because God loves you. I have a son, uh, and I once went up to spend uh, all day at my son's uh, elementary school. I, you know, I took karate, so I got dressed up in my karate uniform, uh, and I uh, got there and I talked to the principals. So they got all the kids in the auditorium. So I'm in the auditorium, you know, teaching all of these elementary school, hundreds of elementary school karate. You know, and I'm bringing up volunteers and had like five and six and ha, ha, and we're all getting into it and it's exciting. And I spent all day up there uh, with my son and all those kids. Uh, I like those kids a lot, but I was really there because I love my son. Amen? When you love something, once again, it increases its value. So if you're wondering, does God really love us, Ephesians 1 through 10 Uh but God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us. And I had that. We were going to read that, but we're going to bypass that. 1 John four nineteen. We love because he first what? God. For God so loved the world that he did what? Yeah. Because he loves us. Just like I spent all day, amen? Just like I spent all day in there with my son going karate. God spends our entire lives walking on side of us protecting us. Amen? That's some love. That's some love. Now I don't know if y'all, you guys, follow politics at all. Anybody, politicians, any politics watchers, any politics, couple politics. Now were y'all familiar with the guy who was the youngest guy to ever get the Medal of Honor? Still living, get the Medal of Honor. Did y'all see that? Uh, this was about anybody saw that. The youngest guy got this about two months ago. It was all on. Okay, it was all on TV. Uh, uh, they had president. It was a big deal. Uh, they had all of the uh, the people, the living uh, people that had gotten the Medal of Honor, yeah. uh, and he's I think the youngest living person to ever have. Uh, uh, yeah, most of the guys were say <laughs> like most of them old. Yeah, a lot of these guys were really, really old. So it was a tremendous uh, award, uh, and a lot of times I think the majority of people that get the Medal of Honor are already dead. So it was an honor one to be alive and being able to get the Medal of Honor, and it was two to be the youngest person. Uh, To have gotten the Medal of Honor, so you see, you see President Obama there. You see all of these Medal of Honor recipients that are still living. You see this guy's family there. uh, You see, uh, you know, this is amazing that this guy's getting the Medal of Honor. And then they talk about why he got the Medal of Honor, Uh, and they give him a minute to talk about it. What happened is they was in, I think, Iraq or Afghanistan, uh, and they're fighting. You know, we were at war, if you didn't know, Uh, and uh, they got ambushed. So the enemy, I guess these Iraqis, they're, they're killing Americans left and right. So you got this guy in the middle. They're assaulting from the front. They're assaulting from the back. And this guy had the opportunity to run. And this is why he got the Medal of Honor. Listen to this. This guy had the, basically the opportunity to try to get out of there and save himself. But instead of running, he went took out the three enemy that was ahead of him. Uh, the guy, One of the guys that got taken down and died saved, uh, I think, two more people that was in front of him and cleared a path for the people behind him. To come on through, yeah. Amen. Mm-hmm. I would give that brother a medal of honor. They were taking of mm-hmm. Oh, they would take, and they was taking one of them, and they gave him the medal of honor, and they asked this guy, "Come on, why? You know, you had the opportunity to save yourself, but instead you stood and fought and ended up saving several other people." Yes. Amen. All right. All right. Uh, and this guy's response was talking about honor, duty, uh, uh, purpose. Amen. Uh, so the fifth reason that you are somebody is because you have purpose yeah. uh, God has given you uh, an expected uh, God is expecting you excuse me to make a difference uh, anybody that thinks that they're just living life to be here and breathing uh, you are tremendously wrong uh, Matthew 22 39 you shall love your neighbor as yourself and first Timothy we're going to read this one we're going to go on one more uh, and then we're going to uh, close out but uh, but because you have purpose First Timothy 4 and 16 for those that have the Bible uh, First Timothy 4 and 16 and Then I'm going to see who remembers all, all 6 First Timothy 4 and 16 Chapter 4 uh, Verse 16 hey Amen when you got them get somebody to read For us You have purpose, <clears throat> and there was several script that we could go on to show that you have purpose. Love your neighbor as yourself, So that's showing that we should love our neighbor. Uh, it says uh, that, you know, basically to, to spread the word of God, because we'll save ourselves, and who else? The people that are listening to the message, because we have a purpose. And I will tell you this from personal experience. A lot of times when I begin to sp- speak to others about God, I normally feel better myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody ever, that ever happened to somebody else? You could be down and out, and then the minute you start speaking to somebody else about God, it make you feel better. And that's that's what 1 Timothy 4, 16, it says that uh, we'll be saved. Not just speaking to uh, people about God so they'll be saved. It says we'll be saved as well, us and the hearers. Amen? Amen. So just go out there, and I, I have a friend I was telling them about. I always believe that our jobs is the best place to minister. I I just do. I just have a personal. We spend more time at our jobs than our family. I was talking to somebody last night, uh, a beautiful person, and we were speaking, and I was saying how uh, you spend more time, just think about it, you spend eight, nine hours at work, you come home, and then, of course, you're running around doing air, by the time you actually get in and settle in, you might only be awake for two hours before you go to bed. So you spend two hours with your family every day, and you spend eight hours, eight to nine hours looking at some random people. So uh, you really begin to develop relationships with these people. You know, they call it your work family or your, your, you know, so that is the best opportunity to tell somebody that Jesus loves them. And on every job, you have two options. You can conform to the job and the way that they're talking and acting, or you can make those people conform uh, to you. Amen. Uh, Somebody was saying how they go on their job and these people are cursing and these people are talking under people's clothes and so forth. And a lot of times when Christians are in this environment, we feel alienated, right? We feel alienated. We don't know what to do. Uh, we, you know, we don't, we're not going to join in with the uh, who slept with who, who uh, did what with who, and the cursing. So we just kind of feel alienated. Uh, I told him, I gave him some good advice. I say, this is what I do when I'm in those situations. I begin to talk about Jesus. There you go. Right. And I, I don't attack them for not, you know, I don't attack them uh, for uh, what they talk about. Uh, but I, I begin to speak about Jesus. And a lot of times they'll feel uncomfortable and shut up. <laughs> Amen. They do. They do. So I was like, well, if it, I'm not going to offend. The Bible says not to offend. But if I just say, you know, I love God and I start talking to somebody loud, I, I bring the hood out start so talking to somebody loud about the Lord, then they feel uncomfortable. And they, they shut up. If anything, they'll be like, okay. And I heard uh, going on these construction jobs, they'll say, okay, here come Rev. And they're, 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 that's fine, I, you know. Uh, but you'll find this out. There's a lot more people that wish somebody would have spoke up. a lot more people that wish Somebody would have spoke up And this, and this is the last thing I'm going I'm to I'm end you with this And then we're going to pull up for prayer uh, And hope you guys are absorbing this uh, Matter of fact uh, Quick thing before I pull up So what's number one? Ten, ten reasons that you are somebody God made, God made, you. God made you Number two we to to Number three we have You, you have, value. We have value Number four God loves you, God loves you. Number five Because oh, yeah. you have purpose And I'm going to end you with number six Uh, uh And I I once again go back uh, to my son, Uh, my son is 7, I love my son to death, Uh, and every time I get up and go to work in the morning, uh, uh, you know, I was motivated because I knew that my son needed to eat that day. My son needed bowls of cereal, he needed toys, he needed pencils for school, Uh, he needed supplies, it seemed like them teachers made up stuff to charge you money for. Uh, he needs ten elephants. Like, where am I get ten elephants from? How much an elephant costs? It was like every time they send sending something uh, that he need, I needed to purchase uh, to send to school with him. Uh, and I know that one day he, I want him to go to college. So this is motivation for me uh, to to work my hardest and work every day, even when I don't feel like it, even when I don't feel my best, even when I may be a little under the weather, even when I'm not at a hundred percent. I'm motivated because I know that somebody depends on me. Amen. And the number six reason that you are somebody is because somebody depends on you. Ephesians 6 and 2, honor your father and your mother. So your mother and your father depend on you. They won't be young forever. One day they'll you'll need uh, they'll need you to maybe help them financially, uh, to help them and give them a good word when they're down. So you have your mother and your father that depend on you. Uh, 1 Timothy 5 and 8, but if any provide not for his own, and especially for those of his own house, he has denied the faith and is worse than an infidel wow so we're saying that if you're in a household and you're not providing for that household and making that household better then you're worse uh, than someone that's committed infidelity Second uh, Peter 1 and 7 and to godliness brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness charity so what is the word telling us here that we need to honor our mother and father because they depend on us um, that we need to take care of those in our household, men and women. We need to take care of them in our household because they yes, depend on us. Uh, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and brotherly kindness to charity. So it's saying that those that are outside of our household, this community, this city, this country, what? Depend on us. Uh, I've, I always hear uh, people say that you know they wish somebody would do something about this. I'm here to tell you today, God is calling you to do something about this. There's not enough people in the church. Well, what are you doing to get more people in? I don't like the way that this government is handling uh, the older people. Uh, well, what are you doing to change it? I don't like our school system. I don't like Baton Rouge school system. Well, are you saying that, man, somebody ought to do something, or are you saying I'm going to do something? So the number six reason that uh, you are somebody is because... Somebody depends on you. Amen? Amen. Amen. Give yourselves a round of applause this morning.